You're listening to a presentation of The Rising. We're a real church for real people where you can belong before you believe. We're always honored to hear how God is working in your life through this ministry. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, hit us up at wearetherising.com or on Facebook or Instagram. Finally, if you'd like to invest in what God's doing through this church, you can always give online through our site. Thanks again for tuning in and get ready. Lean forward with an expectant attitude to hear a message from God's Word. I was at the oceanfront one night getting ready for a magic gig. I used to be a professional magician like five or six years ago. It's a story for a different time. <laughs> uh, but while I was walking to my post, uh, I walked past these people who were out on a street corner with all these signs. One of the signs that they had said, fear God, repent, turn or burn. They had a sign that said, warning, sex addicts, liars, racists, abortionists, homosexuals, rebellious women, marijuana smokers, sports nuts, drunks, judgment is coming. And the guy who was shouting at people, he was overweight. I find it fascinating that they left off gluttons from that list. But this guy was saying, you have a choice. You have a choice to be in heaven with Jesus Christ or in hell with the devil. So what's it going to be, sinner? You're an enemy of God. Your spirit is dead. You don't have any hope. You're going to die in your sins and go to hell. You need to read your King James Bible. It's been in America for over 400 years. When's the last time you read it, sinner? And people were just walking by. Like people were laughing at these people. They were looking disgusted at them. They were ignoring them. Like people were literally paying them no attention. One kid stopped, but his mom like hurried him along, right? And even though people weren't paying attention to him, they were paying attention to him. They were forming an opinion about him. And not just him, but of all Christians. And I stood there and I watched and I thought, please stop. Not only are you embarrassing yourself, you're embarrassing me. You're making my job as a Christian more difficult. You know, we're in this season of living a new normal. It seems like a global pandemic just hit out of nowhere. And uh, a couple months ago, everything was normal, but now nothing's the same. Everything is shut, the country is shut down. And what used to be normal is no longer normal. And what we're trying to do is figure out what a new normal looks like. What does life look like in this COVID-19 era? And then what does a new normal look like post-COVID-19 and so we're in this season of figuring out going from one normal to another to another and it's just going to constantly change and discovering a new normal isn't anything new right I mean we've been discovering new normals our whole life I mean your your friend starts dating someone and then you spend less time with your friend now it's a new normal right your kids are out of school for the summer and so your your routine your schedule looks different for a few months you find a new normal when you move out of your parents' house and are finally on your own 
you form a new normal. When you shift your priorities in life, a new normal emerges and you live differently. See, we've been doing this our whole lives, right? Now we're just in this heightened sense of awareness because everyone has to find a new normal. And what's fascinating to me is that when a person meets Jesus, they go from one normal to a whole new normal. I mean, at least that's how it's supposed to work, right? Because think about this, the message of history and the message of the scriptures is that you and I are here for a purpose and we're here for a reason, right? And God, not us, not society, not morality, sheds, God is the one who sheds light on what that purpose is. See, see, our life isn't about us and what we can achieve and accomplish and do for us. No, our purpose is letting God use us for His purposes. And, and, and here's the kicker. When we live for God's purpose, we find purpose in our own life. Je Jesus said it this way in Matthew 6:33. He said, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need, right? So, so for each and every one of us, we live our lives, right? We, we, we do our own thing, we have a normal, but, but the person who becomes a Christian, there's, there, there's this point in, in their life where they say, okay, I, I'm gonna follow God's way instead of my own way. I, I, I'm gonna live for His purposes and not my own. It's not about my kingdom, it's not about my comfort, it's not about my wishes or my desires, because I'm living for Him. And listen, I've tried that. I've lived for myself, I've done my own thing, and it hasn't worked out. It's led me to some things that I regret, some things I'm ashamed of. I feel stuck with some of the bad habits and the addictions. I've lived for me, and and it's okay. I mean, life is okay, but I still don't have peace or hope or joy. I've lived for me, and my life is going okay. I mean, it's not a wreck. I have a nice place to live, I have a car, I'm married, I'm dating, I have a family, a job, career, but, but I don't feel whole or satisfied. I, I've developed this normal, but normal isn't working. And, and this is what happens when we follow our own purpose. And, and your life, again, it may not be a wreck, it may actually be good, but there, there comes this moment where you say, I, I, I just feel like I'm missing something. And then Jesus comes along and he says, I have life to the full. I have purpose. See, see here's what happens when a person says yes to Jesus and becomes a Christian. They, they, they say, not my way, God, but your way. And, and what happens is you enter into a whole new normal. And, and it doesn't always happen this way, right? Because there, there, there's still mindsets and attitudes and beliefs and habits from this old normal that cling to us. I mean, I'm constantly seeing the residue of the old normal in my life that I have to clean out day after day after day after day. So in order for me to live in this new normal now that I've met Jesus, like I have to battle to resist the old normal. The, the, the word that the Bible uses for this and the, and the word that street preachers yell at people is the word repent. And I, I just wanna remove the venom from that word because it sounds terrifying uh, when, when a portly, middle-aged, red-faced, out-of-touch hypocrite is shouting it at you from a street corner. See, the, the word isn't, isn't terrifying, it's actually life-giving. Um, see, repenting is simply saying, Jesus, I'm gonna make you the leader of my life and follow you because 
you lead the way to full life, right? That you lead the way to the life that I want to live. See, repenting is saying, now that I've accepted your gift of grace and forgiveness, I want to live for you and your purposes and not my own purposes. My life is now all about living for you. And when we do that, there's this new normal that emerges in our lives. And I don't know if you've entered into a life with Jesus by believing that he died to erase your regret and wrongdoing and sin and that he, and that he rose again from the grave to give you life. And because of that, you've been baptized into him, becoming a brand new person in Christ. I don't know if you've made that decision, but but that's the first step in living this with God kind of life. See, see if you're going to live in the meaning of life, if, if you're going to live out God's purpose for your life, it begins with saying yes to Jesus and being baptized into Him. And today's the day to make a decision to say yes to Jesus. To say, I want to live for you and not myself. I want to be baptized into you. And, and so look, if you're ready to make that decision, like. All you need is a bathtub. All you need is a hot tub. All you need is a pool and a Christian to baptize you. That's it. And, and if you make that decision to say yes to Jesus, to follow him, to be buried with him and then raised to new life in him, man, film that, send it to us. We want to celebrate with you. Man, that, that's awesome. But if you want to get us involved in the, in the planning and the details, let us know and we'll help make that happen. Because that's the greatest decision you ever make in your life as you enter into a whole new normal. And so I just want to take the next several weeks as we figure out what a new normal looks like in our society uh, to, to explore what a new normal looks like for someone who's living a with God kind of life. Because if, if you've met Jesus and are following him, a new normal is the byproduct. Brennan Manning, uh, one of my favorite authors, wrote this. He said, the greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips, walk out the door, and deny him by their lifestyle. That's what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. So over the next several weeks, I wanna walk us through what a new normal looks like for someone following Jesus. And if you're a Christian or you're thinking about becoming a Christian and following Jesus, here's what the new normal for our lives looks like. It looks like sharing what you've experienced with others but not in a street preacher kind of way. Here's what I mean. Jesus tells a story in the book of Luke about a shepherd who loses a sheep, right? Well, what happens is the sheep wanders off. So, so the shepherd, because of his love for the sheep, recklessly leaves the rest of the flock to go find his lost sheep. And, and Jesus says when he finds his sheep, he hoists it on his shoulders and he brings it to his house where he calls his friends over for a party because this lost sheep is now found. And the shepherd has gone to great lengths to find the sheep and, and he's so giddy about it, right? He's so excited that he throws a party in honor of the sheep. You can see the scene, can't you? I mean, there, there's hors d'oeuvres in the kitchen, Post Malone circles is pumping in the background, there's streamers, a welcome home sign, and the sheep is just right there in the middle of the room. And then Jesus says this, Matthew 15, verse 7. He said, I tell you that in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. 
See, Jesus essentially says that a party erupts in heaven when someone who is far from God turns to God and starts following him. So when I said yes to Jesus and I was baptized into him, the angels celebrated. The people in heaven broke out into applause. If you're a Christian, Michael, the archangel, did a backflip when you crossed the line from death to life, right? Peter did the worm and Moses dabbed. <laughs> so I'm a pastor and uh, in our church, the Rising is a church designed to see people raised to life in Christ. We exist so that people can meet Jesus because we know that when people meet Jesus and accept him, a party breaks out in heaven. I mean, that, that's the only time that heaven pauses and takes notice. Like no other time does heaven rejoice. Not, not when you give a lot of money, not when you give to the church for the first time, not when you go to a Bible study, not when you do a, a good deed. I mean, all those things are great and awesome, but the only time we're told that heaven erupts in celebration is when someone who is lost is found, which means they've said yes to Jesus. And listen, if you've met Jesus, congratulations, right? Now, you're on the search and rescue team. See, the new normal for the person who's a Christian is to say, I once was lost, now I'm found. And so let me introduce you to my Savior. Like, it's simply sharing what you've seen with others because you've met a Savior who's given you hope and joy and peace and fulfillment. You've met the one who gives life to the full. And listen, if you're not a Christian, this is the reason why Christians feel compelled to share their faith with people all the time. This is why you have Christian friends who are constantly inviting you to church. This is why your friends who are Christians are always talking about God. It's because we've met Jesus and in Him, we found life to the full and we just wanna pass it on to you. And maybe you're not a Christian and you hear this and you're thinking, wait, I, I actually don't have people like that in my life. I mean, I know some people who are Christians, but they've never invited me to church or maybe they invited me once or whatever and, and that's it. Or I, I know some people who they say they're Christians and like, I'm not even sure if they're Christians because they never talk about God, right? And, and the reason for that is because a lot of us are scared. We're, we're scared because we don't want to come off or be seen as those annoying street preachers. A, a, a lot of us are scared because we just don't know what to say or, or how to say it. We're, we're scared because we don't want to offend you. We're, we're scared because there's policies at some of our jobs that say we can't talk about religion. So most of us, because we don't want to be pushy or, or fanatical, we just remain silent and keep to ourselves. So what we do is we go to church, we read the Bible, we receive life-giving words, we seek to live the life of heaven here and now, we pursue hope and strength and purpose and joy, all the things that you long for and need and are searching for, but because we're scared, we keep it to ourselves. See, what's normal for Christians in our society is to say nothing about the hope that we found in Jesus, the hope we know others need. You know, only 2% of church members invite an unchurched person to church. So 98% of churchgoers never extend an invitation in a given year. That's what Dr. Tom Rayner wrote in his book, The Unchurched Next Door. But this can't be the new normal, right? For, for someone who's a Christian, this can't 
be the new normal, especially now in this time, in this moment, we're inviting someone to church and meet Jesus is as simple as texting a link saying, hey, join me for church from your couch. Like going to church is so simple now. It's that simple. And look, the odds are in your favor, right? The odds are in your favor that someone will say yes if you just invite them to church. Here's what polls show us that 62% of people have some sort of church background, even if they went to church as a kid. Most people quit church simply because they get out of the habit of going to church. A third of people who don't go to church have plans to return to church in the future, and eight out of 10 people would be open to a conversation about God. 51% of people said they would attend church with a friend or a neighbor if they just invited them. See, the stats are in your favor. I mean, people are open to hearing about God if we would just say something. You know why? Because people need hope. People need love. People need grace. People need joy and forgiveness and strength. People need what Jesus gives. And you found it. The the new normal for you is to simply share what you found. So... How do you say something without sounding like a street preacher? It's simple. You just say what you've seen. That's it. You just say what you've seen. Like I was living this normal and then I was introduced to Jesus and now I'm living a whole new normal. You know why I follow Jesus? Here's why. Because I need him. Because I can't be patient on my own. I've tried. Right? I, I, I get defeated pretty easily, but I found a strength in Jesus that helps me carry on. Insecurity plagues me, but Jesus reminds me of my true identity. See, that's what I found in Jesus. And if he can give that to me, he can give it to you too. So you just share what you have with people because what you have, others need. And look, you bring it up in a way where it's like, I'm, I'm not forcing you, I'm not judging you, I'm not preaching at you, I'm just sharing with you what I've found. But, but I think what I've found in Jesus is what you've been looking for, so here I just want to give it to you. Because here's, here's what we believe, that everyone will spend eternity somewhere. Everyone will spend eternity somewhere, with God or without God. And what we do with Jesus here and now will determine where we'll be there and then. See, we also know that Jesus offers life to the full here and now. And if I know that, and if you know that, then what we have is too good not to share, right? It would be selfish for us to keep it to ourselves. So this week, let me ask you, who do you need to text? Who do you need to invite to church online next week? Who? Who do you need to start praying for and let them know you're praying for them? Who in your life, your neighbor, your friend, your family is looking for something you've already found and you just need to share it with them? Because the new normal for a Christian is to share what they've been given. Will you live in the new normal? It's up to you. Thanks so much for listening. We pray God inspires, challenges, and motivates you to become greater through what you've just heard. 
Again, be sure to check us out at wearetherising.com. Remember, your best days are still ahead.